this is one of the best things that the British have done in the 21st century, I would say. 100%. 100%. I would be, like, if you can come up with something that they've done that's better, like, I have no idea what it was, could be. Maybe, like, One Direction. Mm. One Direction, also something that a lot of people decided in their minds was gay and then forgot. <laughs> and then forgot right. about the facts of the reality. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh man! And there is an Irish guy that it's like, did he did he need to be there? Did he need to be there? Sorry, I'm that was me. Like I have girl. nothing against Nile. That was that was me. <laughs> the broadcast, the biggest podcast in Vancouver, pretty much. We participate in light misandry. Get out of here with that <laughs> sexism. All of our societal structures are designed in ways to inherently prejudice women. Coach's corner was kind of like my bathroom break. I don't like to be bamboozled. I think it's amazing what you guys are doing. I mean, I'm having a lot of fun. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Broadscast. I'm your host for this week, and we're here with Georgia, Sam, and Vanessa, and we have a very special guest. We have Grania here um, of internet fame, of whole Grania, pastoral fantasies, um, and also the Tudors podcast. (laughs) That has a name. Oh my god. But I know it exists. The last episode of Two Additional Bella and Girls was about what we're going to talk about today. Um, oh my gosh. But we will come back one day. We're just being really slow. That's fine. I'm bad we at were being podcasters. Bad. We're in our prolonged flop era. So oh. <laughs> it's totally fine. I don't think we've it's ever totally not fun. been in a flop era. So I get I get it. I get it. Okay, but like on the Spotify wrapped thing that Vanessa sent us today, it said we produced more content than like 68% of podcasts. So I feel pretty good about it. That feels That's because of people like me. So like, you're welcome, guys. <laughs> there have to be people that just like have podcasts that have not put up episodes in like years. So also our most listened to episode was about the Calgary Flames. So... <laughs> Interesting. We're taking oh. that as a sign. We're taking that as a win because <laughs> we're stack, we're coming to... for you. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, we invited Grania on to talk about our favorite things, our three mutual interests, which are Hector Bellerin, Jose Mourinho, and then we're actually going to talk about Bennett like Beckham. Um, but she's an appreciator of those two Mediterranean area men, I guess. <laughs> Iberian Peninsula, actually, because uh jose Mourinho's portuguese um i don't know i literally i put this in the doc because every time i'm on instagram it's there's two people that pop up on when it says that someone's liked the photo <laughs> and it's mallory mcfall or it's grania <laughs> and it's jose Mourinho or hector bell and i'm like oh god they they get it <laughs> yes they're they're kings like <laughs> I don't know what else there is to say about him. I love him. Jose is the funniest person on Instagram and probably in real life, but on Instagram, like everything he posts is so really incredible. I don't think I'll ever do you get think over that his... Jose Mourinho has seen Bennett like Beckham. He's a girl dad. Yes, he's, he's a he's daughter. A dad. So like, I hope so. And we know that Hector has because he did a, about a month ago or so. I think when because it came out in two thousand two, um, at least in the UK in two thousand two. And so it's its 20th anniversary. So people have been talking about it. And he posted about like how it was a groundbreaking film. It was great. He posted on an Instagram story. So So we know he has seen it. But has Jose. 1,000%. 
I'd love to know. I'd love to know his thoughts. I'd love to know his thoughts on the actual uh, soccer being played in the film. I think he'd be disappointed. That was actually some one of my takeaways. I Um, think so too. They are not parking the bus in that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I guess before we get into the film, which it truly is a film, do you want to talk about Longo Ring of Honor induction? Other quasi Canucks fans we have here. Mm, I am of the mind that Ring of Honor is appropriate. Okay. I don't know how you guys feel, but I have I like I I think that it is because they've retired too many numbers. Yeah. But yeah. if they were gonna redo it, he'd be like fourth on the list. Like it's like the Sedines, obviously, and then like Yuri and Luongo. But like like Sneal and Lyndon and Nazan love him, but like I don't know. It's, I, they've got zero Stanley Cups, and they'd have seven retired numbers. So it's, I, I do. I it's so funny though. Like, God bless Luongo for giving content creators and like <laughs> bloggers, Canucks bloggers, something to like argue about. <laughs> once again, he does it like once a quarter. Uh, they get to discuss. <laughs> it's totally funny. I feel like he probably. I saw. I think Chan, Chandler Sievertson posted this, but I feel like he probably was like, I don't want to get retired. Like, I'm fine with the Ring of Honor. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I feel like he has such a, it's such a funny legacy because when you actually look back on it, he's the best goaltender we ever had. Yeah. But it's such a weird, like, it's just such a, the way he left and like all the kind of chaos of that. And then back the cap recapture stuff, like, it's just such a weird thing to like think back on and then be like, oh no, he's actually like really good. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, obviously the Canucks are not winning the Stanley Cup this year. But, like, in a world where they are with this roster, which is a very funny world, um, it's, like, surely if they won a cup, you'd be retiring at least a couple of those guys, right? Mm -hmm. And so it would be, like, again, this is, like, a hypothetical world where we're winning a Stanley Cup this year. Um, But, like... That would be just a lot of retired numbers for a franchise with like like a, a bad pathetic history. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I wouldn't be opposed to them retiring his number, but I'm also like, why is Trevor Linden up there? No offense. Who's who's like the least deserving of the number being retired? Is it Stan Smeal? Maybe I'm just too like. Are we all just too young? To I get think we're just that? too young. I've like, never watched, <laughs> but it play. feels weird. Yeah, it's yeah. for sure Sneal or Linden. Yeah. I feel like it'd be like Smealer Nasland. Yeah. It's also just complicated. Like, no one won a cup. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So it is weird. Like, the Sedines make sense because, like, the impact on the community is so massive. But, like, of course. And, like, yes, that makes sense. But, like, for, the, and I guess that's what people say with Linden. But the in- Linden one is, like, continues not to age well. Yeah, so a little tarnished, but yeah, what can you do what can you do? It is weird to think about that in the future. Other like if they do win, then they will have to because they yeah, like if this, this weird standard. If this roster won, it'd be like okay, surely there's like five players that are going to be important enough that you'd consider it, which is like funny to think about. And I don't think you'd retire all of them, but it is like yeah. Well, the goalie would have had to be pretty important and then the captain and then you know i don't know it's yeah. it's funny to imagine like a habs level of retirement the retirements with like one stanley cup let alone that's that zero. but that's what would have happened with 2011 
they oh, would yeah. have retired like all so many of them. But now they're just gonna be ring of honored. <laughs> so it's an all right second place. I mean, they'll just have to start like lowering the font size, kind of. I think. <laughs> yeah, we got some space. Orlin Curtainback takes up a lot of space <laughs> just because of the name. We got to do the short names. Sammy yeah. Salas. Great. <laughs> Sammy Salas, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Moving into when, why we invited you here, which was not to talk about hockey, despite this being a hockey podcast. We're on our we're on our soccer kick still. But to be fair, this is like a very great movie in general. And we're going to try to like also watch more sports movies um, and talk about them just because it's interactive almost. Um, anyway. It's also just like more fun for us. It's more fun watching Bennett like Beckham than watching the Canucks lose to oh. Washington. Yeah. Without <laughs> this a doubt. Point. You know, I didn't watch that game. Yeah, yesterday like uh, Vanessa games. did text and say she was going to watch <laughs> Bennett like Beckham instead of watching the Canucks game. Yeah, instead. So, completely it's understandable. And I, apparently, that was the right choice. Yeah. Um, I did. I watched half of the Bennett like Beckham twenty years on move uh documentary until Georgia called me to this and forced me to do this because I didn't plan my time well. Um. How is this my and fault? It is somehow your fault. Don't worry about it. It's actually my ADHD's fault, but <laughs> it is the highest grossing movie about soccer, possibly in the UK, but I don't know of all time. But what are like other soccer movies that you were very into? I love Fever Pitch starring Colin yes. Firth. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. It is so good. It is impossible to find. <laughs> you have to like pirate it. Um, It's based off of nick hornby's like i guess it's like a memoir kind of it's like his memoir of being an arsenal fan um but it's about he's like a teacher at a school and he starts dating this other teacher it's part of it but it's just like literally about his life as being an arsenal fan and the book is really good the film is so good it's called Firth that is like awkward bumbling finest and then they decided to remake it <laughs> In America, starring Jimmy Fallon, and make him a Boston Red Sox fan, and it is horrific. The okay, thing I've never I seen like either. The, okay, the original is really good, and the baseball one. The thing I like about it is they filmed it at the actual game where they won the series. Yeah, so they like, did. It's like an authentic celebration of the Red Sox winning. The That's World so series. cool, so like, but yeah, it, it's not a good movie, but I do love that. Like Drew Barrymore and Jimmy Fallon were on the field yeah. when the Red Sox yeah. won the World Series in 2004 That's just crazy. to shoot this movie. Because they, I think they originally planned for them to, like, they planned the movie around them losing. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, <laughs> oh, then they losers won. always lose. Yeah. Yeah. And then they won. So, but the original movie, yeah. the book is really, really good. I recommend I'll it. I'll read the book. I'll try to find the movie and then and the movie maybe I'll bring you back to talk about Fever Pitch, all of them. Oh, and we should have actually uh Anya Anna should come on too for that one. The Arsenal. Um VJ, do you have any good soccer movies you've watched? We know that you do. She's the man. <laughs> <laughs> Which and I told them in the group chat, I have literally memorized the entire movie word for word. Like I've seen it that many times. Oh my god. I watched I love that. She's the Man in theaters six times <laughs> <laughs> so good but that was probably before like um 
tickets were super expensive. So at least you didn't. I think, yeah, it was before tickets were super expensive. And for a while they used to have those like Cineplex gift certificates. And mm-hmm. I can't remember why, but I had like a stash of them. And so I just used them all on Choose the Match. I love that. Yeah, that was yeah. a... do that movie soon. I have actually never seen this movie, but like for some reason I consider it in- <laughs> integral. No, I've seen Cheese Man. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> don't worry about that. Like, no, I haven't seen Shaolin Soccer, but I consider it like a very formative moment of my childhood movie from my childhood just because it was on the like Spy Kids VHS as mm. one of the previews. Um, and so like I've seen the previews so many times. So... That like, and, like in my goal. head i've seen it a million times i've never seen it and i've never seen the movie goal exclamation mark but those are classic like movies that were at video like dvd rental uh-huh. places that i i i never saw them but they were always there my other favorite soccer movie is uh the damned united which i know is like distinctly not an accurate <laughs> movie but it's good and i love michael sheen in it and it's very like you know how Billy Elliot is like kind of aesthetically pleasing, even though it's kind of grim. It's mm-hmm. kind of got like that sort of vibe to it. It's very pretty, and it's I don't know. I it's it's a good movie. It's about like the Leeds manager Brian Clough, who was there for like forty days and like failed miserably, but it was good. It was it's a it's, it's a great movie. It's a lot of fun. Isn't it written by Peter Morgan? I think yeah and he got like sued for it I think right like I think like a bunch of people were like not necessarily in a way where they were like this is defamation but more just in a way where like this didn't happen the way yeah I think so it's um I think and the director I think it's like the same like people who made the queen movie yeah I'm I'm watching the crown right now (laughs) season five oh it's (laughs) heavy-handed they have a whole they do the Martin Bashir interview and they just interspose it with Guy Fox. Oh my <laughs> god. It is so they go from like the burning effigy of Guy Fox to like Martin Bashir. And you're like, wow, punch me in the face next time with this metaphor. Like it's insane. <laughs> and then there's a whole section where like the actually there's like 10 metaphors of who the queen is. She's like the yacht Britannia. She's a television at one point. She's the BBC. It's insane. This season is fucking insane. Anyway, Elizabeth Debicki, very good, very good actress. Okay. Yes. I think that, like, for every, like, I, like, played, like, soccer, like, growing up, like, probably, and, like, I played in, like, tournament teams and stuff, and whenever you would have sleepovers, it would be She's the Man or, like, Bend It Like Beckham. Um, But I do distinctly remember the first time I watched Bend It Like Beckham. It was on a VHS I got from the library, I think. Um, And... I um, also remember that, like, I feel like it was, like, rated, like, I thought that I was getting away with something because I thought it was rated R and it wasn't. I don't know. I just remember, it must be like, what? PG-13? scamming something. I thought I was scamming my mom. You saw Kira Knightley in the top and you're like, oh, shit. And I was this like, is this like, is like, This should not be allowed. <laughs> I, like, saw it and I was like, um, my mom wouldn't want me watching this. <laughs> I, like, tried to, like, sneak it past her, I think. But I don't know. Exactly. So when was like the first time you watched it? Because I mean, it came out in 2002. I would have been like, but I watched, didn't watch it in theaters, obviously. So I would have been like, but like nine, I guess. I definitely didn't watch it in theaters. I, I remember watching it with my cousins. Mm-hmm. My one cousin was like a huge, played soccer and lacrosse, like at a collegiate level. So she was like really intense. 
and we watched it and she was just like, I'm watching this movie for Jonathan Reese Myers. <laughs> I'm like, okay. She's like five years older than me. I was like, I don't understand. And then I spent the whole time being like, he looks kind of like Gollum to me. <laughs> and then that was, that was my recollection of the first time I saw it. I was just like, I don't understand. I don't, I don't get this, but okay. I'll support you. And you were right. Yeah. <laughs> and I was right. My mom, like, I don't know who told her about it, but my mom like told my sister and I, like, we got to watch this. I hear it's amazing. And so we watched it as a family. And it was, it was one of those things where you're like, okay, mom. And then it's like, yeah, okay, that was actually really good. Yeah. Sam, when did you first watch I this thought, movie? I thought we established already that I watched it today for the first time. I can't remember if we were recording. Okay. I, I watched it. I don't know how I missed it the first time, but I did not watch it when it first came out. I watched it today. And so this literally was- forgot that um, Jonathan Rhys Davis was in it. Was he like a heartthrob back then? Yeah. he. I think this was like when he was starting, I guess. I think he's yeah. just been like a consistent heartthrob, I guess. Um, but really? I mean, like kind of consistent underground almost. I don't feel <laughs> like he ever got really big as a heartthrob. Yeah, I think The Tudors was like one of his big. Yeah. Yeah big thing that i watched but his whole thing was that he was hot i mean like that's his main thing i like i've said this before to hit me he and killian murphy are like two sides of the same coin we're like one oh, of, yeah. like they're both like kind of like scary hot really works for me and one of them really doesn't and Pranya, yes is the one who really doesn't i'm I not joking I do not like when i was him. younger i like was afraid of him because i thought his face was too symmetrical yeah (laughs) like that one tennis movie like I legitimately don't like looking at him like it like my eyes don't like work properly yeah it freaks me out oh yeah the Woody Allen Scarlett Johansson Jonathan Rhys Myers tennis movie like that's like a nightmare it is a horror film like seriously it's something about his eyes like he just like has a weird he doesn't blink I think I don't know it's weird. Yeah, you're making does it right. a couple he times. He's just a like normal amount. He does, and then also this weird look. A lot. Yeah, they're really light. His eyes are so light colored. He looks like the Miley Cyrus meme. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I think it was just this movie because, like, when I look at photos of him now, like, it's not as bad. But he does look really weird in this movie. He looks really weird. It's just the early two yeah. thousands. I think that's like people mm. just looked like that. <laughs> I'm saying because I'm re-watching Laguna Beach and I'm like why are you making this like stylistic choice like it doesn't look good something happened something was in the water, was in the water. you didn't like layered tank tops or um I mean we'll discuss it but like especially on Laguna Beach they loved a uh jean that they would roll up into capris in this movie yeah. they just loved a capri pant <laughs> yeah Kira Knightley's capris absolutely <laughs> so many capris so funny okay Let's do like a general rundown of the plot for those who haven't watched it. If you haven't, or if you just haven't seen it recently. Um, I mean, it starts out with like the whole dream sequence, which I think is great. Obviously, I didn't watch like that much like Premier League in like the early 2000s, really. So I don't know how accurate the little cutscene over is to quasi just like a little panel, which is so good, but it's so cute and funny. Um, and it's just like superimposed into a Man United game with Beckham. And she scores the winning goal. Um, and great. And then they talk to her mom. And her mom's like, she should not be playing soccer. Blah, blah, blah. It's very cute. And great. Um, 
I feel like the first, like the first time I saw it, actually, I don't feel like I know. I had like no conception who Gary Lineker was or like yeah. what oh. match of the day was at all, like at all. And so now rewatching it, I was like, oh shit, so that's funny. Gary Lineker. <laughs> like, oh my God. It's so it's funny. It's so good. And John Barnes, and I can't remember who the other guy was, Alan something, but I'm like, oh, I, I forgot the other guy too, but yeah. Now. And then also like in the game, it's like, Beckham like passes to Paul Schools at some t- some point, and then I was trying to figure out who she's who her head is superimposed onto when Beckham puts his arm around. I'm like, who is that? But I can figure it's it out. It's such funny, like special effects is so good. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's unbelievable. But like, what's good is that it almost works because like VHS footage like was so crappy back then. Like, it's like, yeah, no game would actually be that good of footage, so it's fine. And it's a dream sequence, so it's like yeah. dreams are choppy, you know. Yeah, it's fine. Um, something that I do really love in this is that they're talking about how it's possibly coming home and England needs this like 20 years on. Um, they make another reference to England losing um, like always internationally, always later, which is great um, in general. Okay. So the general gist is all of that. Jules, uh, Jess is playing like Justice Sue's from like, uh, like Punjabi Indian family um very like conservative her sister is getting married and that's like the big thing she just got out of high school she just like took her a levels um then jules who is kira knightley um and like i'm not even saying like one of her hottest like early 2000s roles because like obviously there's also parts of the caribbean where she's wearing a corset the entire time so like that's another thing but genuinely kira knightley in the early 2000s was like this is why there's like a rising like gay population. <laughs> I'm not joking. Was it's, this one of her first movies? I think so. I think so. it also, might have been her first movie. Or maybe Love Actually is her first movie. Love Actually does not compare, obviously, but You don't like um, the hat? The weird hat? Yeah, oh God, not, not a deal. I also think that Jules's mom is one of the all-time great early 2000s moms i like so so funny funny. wrote this down literally in my notes she's one of the greatest ones um okay anyway jules is this like tomboyish character she plays soccer and she is on this girls team um in the hounslow harriers yes a suburb of london right over by heathrow um which all like her family like works at heathrow i don't know if that's an important plot point really at all and they do get up there's a lot of scenes at the airport (laughs) (laughs) around the airport around the airport i truly don't know anyway but then like she gets her to try out for this hounslow harriers team which is like kind of like a quasi i don't really know what kind of i think it's supposed to be semi-professional yeah because at the end he's like they're gonna go full pro right when Uh uh-huh when he decides to coach it so i think it's supposed to be like a it's not like a rec league. It's supposed to be a little better than that. Yeah. I think that's the vibe I got. Traveling club. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, And she's I, never played like organized football. Jess has never played organized football before. She's just yes. really good. It has another, like, there's so many great quotable lines, but there's a great one where they ask her where she normally plays. Like, and she's like, oh, in the park. <laughs> oh so good it's so good it's so great 
Okay, continuing on, like skipping like 30 minutes into this film. <laughs> Jonathan Reese Taylor is Joe. He's the uh Jonathan Reese Taylor. <laughs> Meyer. I don't know what this dude's <laughs> name is. Who is the yeah, Jonathan I also, Taylor? I said earlier I think Jonathan Reese Davies because I was like, is it Meyer? That's Gimli, it? right? That's Gimli. That's Gimli, yeah. That's Jonathan so Taylor Thomas. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I was like, there's a Jonathan something Taylor. Yeah. That's, Jonathan Reese Taylor is not like a person. I think I just made up that name. You Jonathan Reese Myers. What's the, the British politician? Is he Jacob is he a Jonathan Smog? <laughs> yes, him. Jacob Smog. <laughs> oh my He's like the worst M- FMK ever. He's terrible. Honestly. Okay, continue. Jonathan Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to go through this like plot of this entire movie and just the various <laughs> bullet points of what I've written down, which was something that I wrote was bonding over scars romance. Because there's this thing, okay, this is an actual plot point in the movie, so I guess it does make sense that I'm still explaining the plot of this movie. She doesn't want to wear shorts because she had a really big burn. She has a really big burn on her leg from making beans on toast, which, like, Britain, like, you will pay for your crimes. Um, And they bond because he couldn't play soccer anymore because he fucked up his knee. He had to get giant surgery on it. So, Um, Which... That got added because Parminder Nangra, who plays Jess, has a burn on her leg. That's why that it got example? added. Yeah, so th- that was added into the movie because she has that on her leg. Interesting. It wasn't part of the original plot. I love learning. Oh my god, I forgot that I wrote down... This is a, a quote from Jules's mom, which is, <laughs> there's a reason that Sporty Spice is the only one without a fella. <laughs> it's so funny there's so many she's like, so incredible she's never given her, her first name so i don't think too. is she no i think jules she's just mom? like jules's mom oh my god um i feel like it's like pamela or something i think you're just making that up <laughs> oh my god you buy it sign her a pamela you yeah buy. i signed pamela um uh, and then also but- there's this incredible storytelling element which is that jess is always talking to her beckham poster which is one of my favorite ways of like i don't know i hate voiceovers so it's so fun like in rather than her writing in a journal and it's like the picture of david beckham when he had his head he has his head shaved so it's just this massive floating poster that's like angled down on over her bed and she just chats with him and it's very cute and her parents think he's a skinhead so (laughs) i noticed for the first time is that she even has Beckham skylights like she's yeah like like posters over her skylights so that the sun like literally like shines down on her through him which I love like that's a shrine it's It's so so good it's a full shrine because her room is all Beckham and then Jules is is all Mia Hamm yeah which the original they wanted in the states for them to call the movie mad about Mia because they were like no one's gonna know what bending a ball is and who David Beckham is. <laughs> Which is so we so have to call to even mad about me. <laughs> That's so funny. I will say that like it's so funny. I don't know if this extended on to your, you know, your side of when I was a kid, obviously Mia Ham and like Brandy Chastain were like everything to like little baby soccer players. Like we were obsessed with them. I don't know. I guess you Mia, were like Mia Hamm was popular. She was she's still popular. We knew about her. We, yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah. But like for us, it's Christine Sinclair. 
Yeah. But yes. Mia Hamm, like people. But it's like, yeah. yeah, it's still like a little later and everything. I think maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. In Canada, Brandy Chastain and Mia Hamm were like kind of the same person to me. Like the like sports bra moment. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. Mia Hamm. And then I grew up and I was like, that wasn't Mia Hamm. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, the US women all just kind of like conglomerate all into Mia Hamm up yeah. here. Sorry, Mia. Sorry, Brandy. Sorry, Mia. We love you. I love you the most, obviously. <laughs> um, okay, continuing on to this movie. She's lying to her parents because they don't want her playing soccer. I believe that she, she lies says to them she, like 10 times and gets she caught. She lies to them constantly throughout the entire movie, which honestly, I respect how I respect that they're using lying as a means to an end. She's never like said that it's bad that she's lying. I think it's so funny. Um, because she's lying. I to love her- that she just keeps being able to do it. At no point do they ever like, oh no, she lied to us before. Do you think she's probably going to do it again? <laughs> Whatever. Because <laughs> um, she does say that she wants to try out for this team. And they're like, no, you absolutely cannot be doing that. Um, so she says she got a job. At HMV. HMV. What is HMV? I don't know. HMV. It's like a CD store. Like, oh. Yeah. Do you know how many HMV in? Yeah, I just thought the same question. I was like, I thought they're wearing HMVs. What? I either they died out before I was like cognizant of things, or you never went to the CD store. I went to the CD store. I'm gonna be honest. Like, I'm pretentious, and the fact is that literally that my dad is like into music, quote unquote. So we always went to like this independent record store. Mm, That's fair. So yeah, I don't know. HMV thing of the past. I don't think they exist anymore, right? They cannot. They probably I don't. don't. Think it's so. probably like Blockbuster. It's like Blockbuster. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, she does. In, they exist in the UK. There still? are still HMVs in London. Huh. Where there were like before the pandemic. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I've not been to London since, so. Okay. In one of another notable, in my opinion, I am viewing this entire movie from a queer lens and that in the sense that I literally have like a Mandela effect thing going in my brain. Like, I view this movie as being, as I, like, assume that it's just a gay movie. Like, there's no thought in my brain where they don't end up together, other than the actual facts of the movie. Um, so, I love, actually, the Mandela effect in general, because people are like, did I misremember this? And they're like, no. The entire universe is wrong. <laughs> um, anyway, but she lies to her mom. This is an important thing. And then goes on this date with um, Jess. Um, to go buy soccer shoes little football cleats they go on a nice little shopping date in london um first first time she gets called out for lying and also because that's when they think that they see her kissing jules kissing oh, kissing a boy yeah at... i know that is that later there's so many lies in this movie it's really hard to keep up with her string of lies um no this isn't the time because this is the time when she comes back and the dad thinks she smells like cigarette smoke. And then right. the sister, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. opens the box and they find the cleats. Oh. Yeah. So she and then she goes, that time. And then she goes to Jules's house and they get her mom's shoes. And that's when her her mom is super white. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> is oh super white. And it's like, I made a curry last week. <laughs> they're like, oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. yeah. And they're yeah, laughing yeah. about that. And when they're laughing about how annoying her mom is, they're like, heads are, they're like hugging, basically. And her sister's in-laws see them and are like, she's kissing a white boy. So we're calling off the wedding. And then 
obviously chaos ensues. It's just Kira <laughs> Chaos Knightley ensues. And I really actually really like just Kira Knightley with um, short hair. Pinky is the name of her sister, which is presumably some sort of nickname that they mentioned at one point. I don't know. I do really like um her sister going like full Amy March on her and just being like if yeah. they're going down, like just like I love the sibling dynamic of just overreacting. <laughs> Her sister's um, a great character. I feel like as a kid, I was like, she's annoying. And then I like watched it. I was like, oh no, she's like kind of reasonable. <laughs> like, she's very reasonable. I definitely agree. I love her. Um, but then her sister just lies for her again multiple times later, which I think is a very good sister dynamic of just That's being like, true sister behavior. Her spot <laughs> 100%. And then just being like, actually, never mind. I will help you literally yeah. go to another country. Because I guess yeah. this is like kind of the climax of the movie. Other than like, there's like multiple like little like, hump like climaxes i guess one is like her forcing like her um pinky and her fiance to break up through making out with a white Not boy allegedly. yeah the next one is them going to hamburg to play yeah germany where she gets drunk and do they she actually also kiss misses the penalty, kind which of is kiss? an important component yes yeah, she misses the penalty oh oh yeah but then, and then they, they almost kiss and Jules sees it, and Jules is not happy. So, specific words for seeing you, those bitch. two women fight over that man is just like, uh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Um, and that breaks up their friendship. But it and does then... lead to a really good line that I think Mal uh, also loves whenever he says that losing to the Jerry's on penalties makes yes. you yes. an English soccer player, which I love. Yeah. really good uh, like i mean maybe i should maybe i'm talking out of turn here but like um like european white europeans having names for other white european countries like jerry is always funny to me oh it's so i think funny. like the best form of racism because it's not right it's it's not it's just funny one of my favorite things yeah. unfortunately is um i think that balkan racism is so funny <laughs> oh <my God>. like <laughs> I'm like, I like, cause literally to any like outside observer, they're like, yeah, you guys are like all essentially the same. Right. And they're like, absolutely not. No. Yeah. Like they have like hundreds of years of strife, but like to anybody farther West, they're like, I thought you guys were like pretty similar. Pretty much the same. Yeah. <laughs> Weren't you guys like the same country just like 10 yeah. years ago? It's like, oh God, don't, don't start. Don't start. Please don't start this. Please do not get them started on this so bad um i think i was just talking to georgia the other day about um uh just granite shaka who's albanian quasi swiss like doing doing some, like, the doing the albanian eagle like, racism every time against the serbian team like years yeah. ago it's like is it it's- racism you guys are just different flavors of white um but I mean, Which, we talk I about mean, later actually, about different flavors of white and Europeans having big problems with this. Because I was yeah, watching the movie basically this entire time waiting for Joe, who is a soccer player, soccer coach, if we haven't given him a name yet, other than Jonathan. AKA Jonathan Reese Myers. Okay. I know we have all been de- desperately waiting for this line, which happens way later in the movie than I think it does, is him saying that he's Irish so he understands what racism is. That was it's, it's one my of the favorite things. moment of the entire movie. It's I so like funny. paused it, went back and watched it again, and just laughed. It's so good. It's so funny reading like 
interviews with the director Gurinder Chada and like I like I'm sure she means it where she's like no like this came from like a genuine place and like the way they Irish people were treated differently and like I love that that's very sweet but like unfortunately read like watching this is just so funny it's it's just funny <laughs> it's not a good empathetic like situation I'm Irish <laughs> it's like yeah she was just called a slur (laughs) and you just yelled at her for it for reacting to it you think I don't get it I'm Irish (laughs) we are skipping ahead by talking about that but basically the entire thing is that there's this whole thing with Jules and Jess and Joe which is honestly just compulsory heterosexuality just rearing its head because Jess and Jules are actually in love in my version of this film um and also i'm sure jules's I'm sure mom's there's... version of this film yes <laughs> i'm sure there's a ton of fanfic there isn't i've looked <laughs> <laughs> no way i, I even went on like netflix series. i like went on to like live journal fanfiction.net i was like let's get some archive stuff but no maybe some handwritten stuff but mallory this is your time i'm looking you can do this you can i'm not do gonna this. be That's writing 20 year old like a reboot slash fic is there no like there, there should be a reboot like yeah and and just make it gay this time the way exactly. it should have been no jonathan reese myers character make him like a nice old man yeah well, who's so, irish okay, so but he doesn't really bring that up in germany which is this is like a literal just recreation of the same like club scene from sister of the traveling pants like what is it with going to the club with your potentially like predator coach like <laughs> oh my god Joe's supposed to be. I don't I, know. I've forgotten what part of Sister of the Traveling Pants you were like re- referencing, and then I realized literally the bit where she dates her soccer coach. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. When she's sixteen, in no, she's fifteen in Sister of the Traveling Pants. Yeah, but how old is Joe supposed to be? Because Joe like already gave. I up don't on know. Because she's know. she would be, I guess, like seventeen or eighteen because mm-hmm. she's just done her A levels, and Joe, who knows. He's running a bar. Ambiguously old. He's over 20. (laughs) He's got to be like in his 20s. I will say though, but this entire thing with Jules and Jess and Joe, when Jules gets really upset with them, it's because she doesn't realize that she wants to be kissing Jess. Obviously. She thinks she's her competition, (laughs) but she's not. No, you're right. Then what do you say to the line that she has? uh, Just because I wear trackies and a sports bra doesn't make me a lesbian. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's just a fact (laughs) those are two separate things Uh, the fact that she is a lesbian and the fact that she wears trackies does not they're not mutually exclusive but they're just two different facts about her anyway the point is that jules's mom thinks that they broke up that they were dating because she hears her like upset because jess comes over i don't understand like 90 percent of the times that they are going out to each other's house it's for like lying purposes i don't know yeah this movie is about lying it's about lying more than it's about soccer yeah yeah which is actually the beautiful game is lying amen and the movie Um, all comes to a head pinky's wedding which does happen end up happening and jess has to go play in the soccer game she has to go play because a scout is there from america and she's originally not allowed to go her dad doesn't want to let her go and then he sees her looking all sad and he's like go because i want like, I don't want your, like, sad face on the video of this wedding. <laughs> so go. And she does. And the scout yeah. sees her play. And she scores the free kick goal where she, she bends, bends the ball it like Beckham. Like Beckham. 
And then uh, she talks to the scout after and she's offered the chance to go play in this, the U.S., but she obviously can't go. Her parents won't let her go. Um, and then there's like a big heartfelt scene at the end where her best friend, Tony, who's tries gay? to lie. Who's gay? Tries the to lie. The best coming out scene of all time. Maybe, yeah, I think actually ever. Um, tries to lie and say that they're going to get married, but on the condition that she can go to whatever college she wants. And then she's like, I'm not going to lie anymore. I love playing football. I want to do this. You have to let me go. And then her dad, who like a re- who the reason why he didn't want her to play uh, is because he experienced like racism at the hands of white players when he wanted to play cricket and he didn't want her to experience the same kind of uh, situation is like, you know what? You're right. It's time. It's time for me to let you do what you want to do. I want you to fight. I don't want you to have to sacrifice what you love. Um, like I did because of the decision I made, which was to just like never go back and play cricket. I want you to keep fighting so you can go. And the film ends with them at the airport. And, and then Jess lie. and Joe get together, quote unquote. I don't remember this part of this movie. It does didn't happen. But they <laughs> do lie. They're like, they're smooching while everyone else is looking at David Beckham. <laughs> yeah, that posh and back. And then um, who are apparently at the airport. Incredible stand-ins, like great great styling by whoever <laughs> for real um and then they're like well we just won't tell my parents till christmas and i'm like stop lying <laughs> yes you're so close stop kissing jonathan reese myers and stop lying and but the movie ends happy ending yes with jonathan reese myers playing cricket with her dad in the park Ta-da! <laughs> cute yeah they cute. go to university of like santa clara in california yeah you, is it would it be uc santa clara I think that's where Steve yeah. Nash went. Really? It is. Yeah. yeah. I think UC Santa Clara is the one that's the banana slugs. No, that's Santa Cruz. I don't know why I know that, hmm. though. Santa <laughs> because Clara, it's banana slugs. Santa Clara yeah. is a Jesuit university. It's a uh, very religious. It seems like a very Ooh. weird choice. It's SCU is what it is, actually, which is a very, yeah, it's private. Interesting. Hmm. Sam, um, what did you think of this movie? You watched I it for the first it. time. I thought it was. I thought it was really good. Um, I'm sorry. The, like by far, my I already said this. My favorite scene is when she gets called the slur, and she's like, "Of course you don't understand." And he says, "Of course I do. I'm Irish." I did like. I liked Vanessa's favorite line as well. Oh yeah, that was um, pretty funny. at the wedding when the oh, yeah. was it the grandparents. Yeah, it's like so like random. It's like the aunties. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They're like, oh, like, you're a lesbian. I thought you were a Pisces. Yes. She's born in March. I thought she was a Pisces. Yeah. There's also like follow up line. Get your lesbian. She's not Lebanese. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She's Punjabi. That's so good. Oh, yeah. Get your lesbian feet out of my shoes is one of the. It's so funny. It's so good. She's storming. Like, the thing that got me was like, this is like a major moment at the wedding. <laughs> she just—it's so rude. In. It's, it's also so, so rude, rude that Jules is showing up at this point in the wedding. Like, why it's is so Jules random. coming to this wedding right now? It's over. It's so, oh god, it's so funny though. <laughs> I do, um, I do appreciate that her mom is kind of protecting her honor because she thought that Jess broke her heart. So true. Yeah. But yeah, why yeah. did she go with her mom? Is both homophobic <laughs> and is protecting her honor. 
What was your favorite um, comparison that her mother made when talking about queer representation? George Michael or Martina Navratilova? Oh my God. George Michael was really good. And I liked her dad being like, well, you still listen to Wham. So shut up. You still love Wham. Yeah. so good. (laughs) Because this is also like the only time of year that I listen to Wham. Yeah, exactly. I love Last Christmas, but other Wham. I just, I laugh because I was like, were those the two options? But that was it? Like that's all I mean, you have. Yeah, probably, probably was a wasteland. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> oh my god! Which is so crazy that, like, I mean, Tony, who is her um, best friend, best friend, because like birds of a feather, because they're both gay, so that's why they're best friends. Um. <laughs> uh, anyway, but like, it's actually kind of like having like a person of color come out like in two thousand two. Who is not stereotypical, like, he's not, no, he's not, like, the stereotypical gay person that you would get Mm -hmm. in any other, like, pop culture media. Even today, you'd still get it. Like, he's just normal dude. The line he comes out with is, I really, no, I really like Beckham. Is It's so funny. But it's also, like, it's a genuinely sweet scene because it's, like, yeah, like, you- she doesn't care and like they're still friends and like this wasn't like a stereotypical thing at all it's just like oh yeah that's sweet it's Happy genuinely so and, sweet yeah it's 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 a really well done little moment but like in 2002 was probably not I mean I don't remember I was like eight or whatever but like I'm sure it wasn't something that happened a whole lot mm-hmm. and then at the end when Beckham's at the airport he's just like this staring at him <laughs> if you watch the fr- like um Tony's reaction he's just like starstruck staring at it's incredible I feel like I just completely block out that last scene I like (laughs) due to the heterosexuality that was punished onto me (laughs) I'm like what are you talking about their girlfriend's going to college (laughs) um do you have any other favorite lines I I have so many I realized like watching this how many lines I just like exist rent free in my head Mm -hmm. like the what like this is such a random line but when the mom is like asking her when she when Kira Knightley and the mom are in the car after she confronts uh Jess and takes her shoes and she's like thinks that she's a lesbian and Kira Knightley's like no we're both like in love with Joe and her mom's like Joe a man Joe and for some reason this is lived rent free in my head is uh, yeah, as in a male, Joe, a man, Joe, man, Joe. <laughs> and it's just like in my head. And like, as it was happening, I haven't seen this movie in probably 10 years. As it's happening, I just said the line along with her. <laughs> I'm like, where did that come from? I don't know. <laughs> but it's just in there. There's, yeah, there's so many good ones. Um, the Jerry's on Penalty one is really funny. Oh, yeah. Um. I also like when she's at one point when she's lying to her parents, I can't remember which game it's for. I think it's the game that her dad goes to watch. Mm -hmm. She's pretending to be sick and her parents are leaving. I think they're, they're going to something with pinky. I don't know if it's like temple or they're going to see her in-laws or something, but she's like, she asks her mom to bring back food and her mom's like, we're going to pray to God to bring you both cents, not bring back food. (laughs) And I laugh so hard because it's something that like my grandma would definitely say (laughs) like it's just like this off off beat line but yeah 
those are mine that like we haven't talked about but there's so many there's so many there's so many I like should have taken notes when I was watching it because like I there were times I was like oh I have to remember that one it's so good and I obviously forgot like a million the the famous I think the most famous one is probably the like anyone can make Alagobi but not everyone can bend it like Becca yeah Um, there's also the line when she's getting fitted for the costume or the costume (laughs) getting fitted for the sari and the wedding costume and her mom is uh talking to the um seamstress and she's like what is the line she's like we can make these are you talking about the mosquito bites line yeah we can make these mosquito bites turn into juicy juicy melons and it's it's still so funny to this day so funny yeah um do you guys have any others um i really like one time when she's talking to beckham she says if she had an arranged marriage would he let her play football um which i think is very cute um I also think that it's really funny is her sister's like if you're going to all this trouble of lying like why don't you do something at least good <laughs> yeah she's like what do you mean you don't have a boyfriend she's like who are you sneaking off with and she's like uh, a woman's soccer team and her sister's like what the fuck <laughs> exactly <sighs> um what else okay so who's like your favorite like character I mean best character I love Tony I obviously have Jules as well um I have a big crush on Jules obviously but I mean like I love Jules's dad he's like really sweet yeah he's also in at least one um like uh Guy Ritchie movie really (laughs) oh yeah my favorite director Guy Ritchie (laughs) he immediately I think he's in Lockstock they're all of the most of the um actors in this are like like the mom has been in uh, Jules's mom has been in like ten thousand. She's Mrs. Elton in the um yes, Gwyneth Paltrow yeah, yeah. Emma, and she's so funny. It's yeah, she's, she's so, so good. good in that. Yeah, I really uh, yeah, I really like Tony. I also I really did like Pinky. I think we talked about this mm-hmm. about like when you first watch it, she's the annoying sister, and then you rewatch it, and it's really interesting. And I think I really kind of this time watching it. I really got the whole like comparison. So like when the wedding is happening, when Jess makes her free kick, the it's like Tanesuna Dorma <laughs> opera song is like the soundtrack in the background and it's cutting between her making the free kick and um, Pinky like dancing at her wedding and being like held up by her husband. That was such an interesting like cut between like what both of these women come from the same family, same background, like to them, the two like things that they desire the most in their life for Pinky, it's like to have a family and be a mother and like have a domestic life. And for Jess, it's to do uh, the opposite, like go outside and play soccer and be like uh, what's not traditionally feminine or whatever. But they're both equally acceptable mm-hmm. because that's what and they like, both yeah. want as long as they both want. And I was like, oh, this is really good intersectional feminism. <laughs> I thought there was. I thought that I wouldn't have so understand well it understood when I was 10. And then I'm like, oh, wow, I get this yeah. now. Like, this makes a lot more sense. I thought it was so well done really that, powerful. like, in the car when she's like, don't you want all this? And she's like, no, I want more. Like, I feel like in movies now, that's always, like, the scene where the sister is, like, hurt and it becomes about the sister. And I like that they were just like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. yes, that's totally acceptable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, like, 
it's like cheesy to say, but like the characters in this movie are so human. Like even like Jess and Jules, the way like they're both like on the surface, like tomboys who don't want to get married right away and just want to play sports. But it's also like, and they have crushes on boys and have like complicated friendships and like still want to dress sexy, like at the club scene, like they're dressed mm-hmm. up. It's just not what the like, Jules is wearing that iconic nap going out top. shirt. Right. Yeah. But it's like it's not what her mom would have put her in, which is like push up bra. She's like probably not even wearing a bra, I assume. Because mm-hmm. how could you with that shirt? It's like I don't know, I feel like and they're like they have like such like healthy friendships with like so many girls on their team and like complicated ones and like Jess isn't like ashamed of her family or like she doesn't like reject her culture. She just like wants to do what she wants to do within it. Like I think mm-hmm. that scene where she's talking to the other girls about like arranged marriage and they're all like, that's so crazy. And she's like, I don't know, like it's better than dating around. And like, uh, she kind of does a little like slut shamey moment there. But like, at the same time, it's like for this girl who's not interested in like dating, it's like kind of like, yeah, like she's not like trying to be like, you're so right. Like my family's backwards and like, I hate everything about them. She's like, yeah, no, like I think actually a lot of things about what my family does make sense. I just want to play soccer <laughs> yeah and i don't and know i think really... they're very like yeah they're very human characters there's a lot to all of them in packed into like a relatively short movie and that really comes out particularly the relationship with the parents in the comparison between her and joe because mm-hmm. joe doesn't talk to his father because his father like they don't have a relationship partially because he was like a psycho and like was one of those like helicopter sports dads and like pushed him to play and that's one of the reasons why he injured his knee was trying to live up to his standards um he doesn't talk to his dad and for him he's just like just don't talk to your parents like do whatever you want and for Jess when they have those conversations I think the one like particularly when they're outside of the house when he's just like lurking at the wedding showing up at her house also Joe shows up to her house dressed like a slut all the time (laughs) and it's like this is not appropriate um and he's he's basically just like just you need to do what you want and she's like well but like I love my family and like I if I do that if I make that choice I'm sacrificing them and like I think that's a really interesting uh dynamic to have at play because normally it would just be the like immigrant parents are like super harsh and evil and I can't do what I want so I need to like free myself but this is like it's more complicated than that and it's a little bit yeah, it's more nuanced and explored in a really interesting way that allows like yeah. the ending to be a lot more fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like her mom, like allow, like accepting that she's going away and like saying, oh, I taught her to cook. So it's all in mm-hmm. God's hands now or whatever. And then she like gives her the little shrine, like the little, I don't know what the actual word for it is. I, sh- I don't know, the little photo of their like religious figure. And it's like the... I think they do a really good job of like allowing religion to just sort of like coast through this movie. It's not this thing where she has to like unlearn it or reject it. It's like, yeah, this Mm -hmm. is just like a part of her life. And she like, isn't like shaking off when she goes away. I slow. slow. (laughs) Um, The half of the documentary that I watched, um, they talked to the director and they were talking about how she and the screenwriter and she was talking about how, like, it was intentionally, like, a, rather, like, bending the rules, like, rather than, like, breaking them and, like, finding, like, yourself, like, within the, like, culture, which I think 
And yeah, the talk with Joe outside the family house where he's like, I think that it's like very important that you have like your family that's this important to you. And like, I understand that. Like, I like kind of like wish that I had that as well. Um, yeah, it's just very interesting. And also, yeah, the characters are just like have so much depth to them. Like, I think that even though Pinky is like supposed to be like kind of like this like foiled, it's like shallow. Um, she's like so much more than that. And like also like she has like her like moments like rebellion where she's like sneaking off with her boyfriend um and like hooking up with him in the car by like her job which is very funny and yeah i mean you're right they're just all very sweet people even Um, like the mom like jules's mom she obviously sucks in her own ways because she's like distinctly homophobic (laughs) yeah she also like by the end where she like accepts her daughter and like will like is like learning offside it's like you you want to just laugh at this woman and roll your eyes at her and like think she sucks but it's also like oh, really? she, she does love her daughter and that's kind of sweet yeah there's no villain in this film even though I would love for Jonathan Rhys Myers to not have won in the end yeah he has a villainous face that's what I'm saying it's too it's too beautiful I will say sorry this is so off topic but I have I have one defense of Jonathan Rhys Myers. He's really funny and good in Mission Impossible Three. <laughs> Mission Impossible Three. Yeah. What? Wait. Yeah. It's the one with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Okay. Well, no one has seen that movie. So, and I say okay, that well, as if it's like not like a million, like billions of dollars grossing. Like I'm sure it's a huge movie. Well, that's that's the only time I've watched Jonathan Rhys Myers and been like, yeah, he's kind of charming. I'm enjoying this. So if you want to experience that sensation, maybe I will. Mission Impossible. It makes he would have been like, if things didn't go off the rails for him, he would have been a very good Bond villain. Oh, absolutely. Because he's creepy, but scary, sinister. I think is the best way to describe him. He would have been a good Bond villain. Okay, so what do you think aged the worst? Um, My opinion is. Joe um I would like for him to I don't know I'd like obviously he has a job I was gonna say get a job please but like he has a job it's I'm just like don't perv on your uh no more dating team. players don't yeah. date your like players multiple like, players too it's just like ooh. well like it's unclear the jewels. it's unclear because Jess like definitely has like an unreciprocated crush on him and she went like Jess had earlier or Jules Jess had earlier asked Jules, been like, oh, do you like Joe? And she was like, haha, no, not at all. Like, clearly does. She has a photo of him in her bedroom. In her bedroom. Next to her gay ass Mia Ham shrine. (laughs) (laughs) I will say also their names all beginning with J does get confusing. Like, I know. Jess Joe. My God. I think that is, that is like the one thing that is like a tough aging because it's yeah i i'm so uncomfortable with that stuff like particularly having played sports um it's just and like also now with the conversations around all the fucked up like power dynamics that happen uh it's not like the best Yeah, like why can't he just be like a good role model like why can't he not just be like a man who like sees the value in women's sports um i will say that something that does make me sad is that they're talking about the uh um, I think it's the WUSL. Oh yeah, God. Which yeah. WUSA? It shuts down like the next year. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. it is one of the US's early attempts at women's professional soccer, and it 
last like a couple of years. Although it is like nice watching it and being like, wait, they didn't have like women's Premier League yet. Like it's so funny watching yeah. it and being like, oh, it's it's. I know it's twenty years. It's a long time, but at the same time, it's like, oh, like it's so it feels so established by now. And like, yeah, if these were I will real say people, something that aged poorly you know. to me is the fact that where she has her championship does not look that different from Meadow Park, which is where the Arsenal women play a lot. Um, yeah, it's like this yeah. is kind of similar <laughs> of grounds. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But otherwise, like, I think for a movie that's 20 years old, it shockingly holds up. Mm-hmm. Like, even it with the, like, the well. cell phones or, like, the kind of the the stuff that you can't help, like, the material stuff that, like, you can't help being aged. Like, it's aged like, really well in terms of the representation and stuff. You know who else aged? Sorry, I have to say. I have to know. <laughs> say one thing. You know who aged really well is Archie Punjabi. He looks exactly the same. That is Pinky. true. That is true. She's on, is it The Good Wife? She's on The Good Wife until she and Juliana Margulies like ended up hating each other so much she left the show. Ooh, tough. Tough. Yeah. Okay. And I guess H the Best is everything. It's a great movie. <laughs> I have a very specific moment for it's H okay. the Best. I realized that this movie, the scene where Mel, the captain, pulls out a tampon and is like, the painters and cleaners are in, was probably the first time I ever saw a depiction of someone having their period on film. (laughs) And it's such a passing moment. And you don't even, like, it's just such a normal thing. And I, like, looked over at my boyfriend yesterday. That that must have been, it had to have been, because I would have been, like, I don't know, nine or something. And they just don't do that. Oh, I love Mel. Mel is so much fun. So, she's a so, great captain such a good side character so, yeah. i think that yeah i think well. they they it's something you're right like all the like kind of like casual moments where it's like even the where they're talking about like arranged marriages versus like sleeping around whatever they have this like very kind of like realistic like casual conversation where they just kind of like laugh at each other mm-hmm. and then like just like changing under her own shirt because she like doesn't know these women and is like I don't want to be in a bra around these people I don't know it's like all <laughs> these like stupid little moments it's like yeah like that's what being like a young woman is just like being embarrassed about things and then also like when you're comfortable around girls being like anyway I'm going to talk about my period like totally openly it yeah, exactly. yeah. I, I totally agree and I think it's inter- like this movie is so told through the female gaze because even the moments where or like Keira Knightley's in her sports bra or like Mel's whipping off her shirt. It's not sexualized at all, which no. is like all right. the like 100%. the close-ups when they're playing and stuff. Like it's yeah. not, it's, and they're like not, I I was thinking about this particularly because of like the famous Sepp Blatter quote of like, if women soccer players wore tighter shorts, they'd get more people watching them. Mm-hmm. And in this, like they're just wearing normal kits or whatever. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they're just wearing yeah. normal kits and they're playing and you can see like how it's told through the female gaze is like, these aren't moments where you know someone's just whipping off their top to stand there and talk like provocatively so like a man can be interested Mm -hmm. it's specifically for this moment where it's like comparing jess's like relationship with her body or like how she understands uh like modesty or whatever to other people and that's what it's for and so it's like yeah that's so rare and like film so yeah yeah I think that something that is also like a very good depiction is like it's talking very much as like the female body about like as like an athlete kind of and like what it can do like thing is it's like doesn't matter like 
anything about like the appearance of Jess's legs because like it's like about like her skill like on like the field and then also very much yeah exactly like the very casual like women in sports bras and stuff of that nature and like although because of like the lack of like bothering to like learn how to pass a ball or anything it's a lot of like shot like weirdly cropped shots but like it doesn't feel like it's like objectify or anything when it's just like yeah. shots of like legs or shots of them like doing exercises mm-hmm. um it just like is very normalized yeah, and that even goes say... like Sorry, against go what like her friends like who she plays in the park with her like women can't play soccer because like of like their breasts and stuff like that i do love the merry band of fucking shirtless dudes they're so So funny funny. they're so dumb (laughs) the um the soccer being played as well like i think it's normal in sports movies for this sport to always look kind of ridiculous when it's being played because they have to be like this person's good and you can tell because they just did something crazy when it's like most good players are good because they're just like doing the right things and they're not that spectacular all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was I I was like underwhelmed with how like I mean there were moments where it's like okay like how many people is she gonna nutmeg you know but like <laughs> for the most part it wasn't like there were some like normal bits I think the I love she's the man that movie all of the soccer clips are so funny like I swear to God they're all like bicycle it's so good. <laughs> It's like there's only one cool way to score and it is a bicycle kick and she's the man. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Something that I thought was extremely funny, it's in one of the like montages, is they are using like 10 people to carry a soccer goal. They are not that heavy. They are very light. <laughs> I have moved plenty. <laughs> it's like, like three people, yeah. It takes maybe three people, but that's just because they're weird shape. Like it takes two, three or two. <laughs> they have like every single person yeah like the soccer leaves some to like the shots of them like do not seem like they're playing well no no but they're not doing the um the front flip throw in from she's the man that i think about i okay i literally was actually (laughs) talking about this the other day because i remember when i was playing soccer she probably got it from she's the man but i remember that there was always like girls that were like maybe on like other like uh teams there would always be like occasionally some girl who did a front flip throw in, and I was like, "This cannot be that much more effective." It's not. Oh that my accurate. god! I, if I saw that in real life, I'd lose my mind. I've seen it in real life so many times. Okay, what league were you playing in? My league was like foul throws every fucking. Anyway. Oh, I, I don't know. I played in like like a traveling like tournament team, like, but it was just like locally, like in Kansas. Wow. Um, wow, I'd pay to see someone do a. Front flip but they, there was about an age where like eleven or twelve. And girls would do front flip throw-ins. And it's I was probably like, because they're also in gymnastics. I mean, they were yeah. probably also in gymnastics. But, like, the thing is, I'm like, you can't be, like, getting that much velocity out of this. <laughs> like, I guess now that people are stronger, like, once you grow up, you're a lot stronger. But, like, they probably weren't that... I don't know. I have seen so many people do this. That's... Wow. Yeah. I'd love to see that. Yes. The other, like, massive thing that has aged very well, and there's a lot of people who have written great pieces about this, like, primarily Shereen Ahmed, is, like, just the South Asian representation in this movie. And also a depiction of, like, London and Britain in general that was not portrayed on screen. And the fact that this is a movie led by 
a South Asian woman and was nominated for a Golden Globe is the highest grossing soccer movie of all time (laughs) is like extremely impressive. Um, And there's been a lot of, yeah, a lot of great pieces written by people reflecting on what it does do well and some things that it doesn't do well, but how that's still like deeply important. And I learned Mm -hmm. today actually that the idea for the movie came from Grinder Chowdhury watching the 2000 euros when Ian Wright had the Union Jack around him and she thought it was a really interesting depiction of like Britishness and how football like intersects with Britishness um and that's yeah. tied to a bunch of complicated stuff that was happening in 2000 and but it's there's like that a- like yeah sorry there's the line as well from her dad where he's like our boys don't play on the England sides so like why would they let our girls and it's like it's true like there's very little south asian representation in like pro sports at least in britain i'd probably most western countries right mm-hmm. it's you don't see it a lot and so it's like yeah the, it was it's one of those lines that you're like oh that's still quite true for mm-hmm. like the uk at least and it's like not yeah, great. probably except for cricket like mm-hmm. yeah exactly and that's yeah so it's there still aren't even that many asian players uh just in soccer in In general general. yeah even Mm -hmm. from various parts of asia so yeah but yeah yeah, so we'll link to some of those pieces so people can um, read them because obviously we can't share the exact uh ways that this movie touches on south asian culture but it's very yes um what is your best or like favorite montage personally I think the scene when they're redressing her into her sari in the locker yeah. room is so cute it's it's so good incredible and they're like spinning her around it's so cute yeah I like that yeah I too. love that uh I love the one it's like soccer but then it goes to her when her mom's teaching her how to cook and she's juggling the different vegetables on her knee and then her mom drags her over to like keep stirring the allegory that's very sweet it's very sweet because i feel like there's so many moments in this movie that are like just like the image is so like everlasting like the sorry Mm -hmm. moment when she's juggling with the vegetables also whenever she's sitting on the edge of her bed staring up at her bedroom poster (laughs) yeah so cute but there's yeah i don't know these like specific those kind of moments when she's changing in the car out of her sari into her soccer yeah. kit like those moments that are just like so symbolic um that really stick with you it's like a really visual like for a movie that's not like crazy cinematography like roger deacon's dune whatever it like has so many of these moments and i think probably because it's just like um like everyday life that's made really interesting like that they're yeah. catching these moments and it yeah makes it really beautiful i put in the mas- montage question because like half of this movie is montage yeah. yes <laughs> that's Very one of the things that i montage. realized <laughs> everything is montage like there's so many montages which is really funny like the whole time they're in hamburg montage anytime they switch scenes montage <laughs> yeah that is really true so also i will say that some montage that did bother me kind of is there's the montage that goes um between Jess and Pinky getting ready for the wedding and then also Jules and everybody getting ready for the game and I'm like guys these have to be happening at different times (laughs) like 
the wedding has to be starting a lot earlier if by the time that like she's at the reception and she can sneak out that it's only the time of the second half come on so there's just a lot of added time in the first half just a lot because yeah, there's, okay. they're doing it this will cup style 13 yeah. minutes 13 yeah. minutes and oh also they're having to do this because they're doing these absurd celebrations anytime there's a goal yeah. <laughs> they're so good i forgot like <laughs> i need to add in human centipede one. Oh, that was so good i need to add in my other favorite character is the cinematographer at the wedding who's oh. getting um uh <laughs> gets beat up and there's no explanation he's just getting the shit kicked no, out uh, there is an explanation there is an explanation Why? because he's making he out films- with the uh um with some girl in the bathroom when she's looking for Jess. Yeah. Somebody they go into the That's bathroom. I thought that was a Jess. different guy. And that was know, the same guy. I think it's the same guy. And then the guy she came with gets mad. No, that's why they're getting beat up in the hallway. Uh, okay. okay. Still incredibly funny. He saves the video camera. A good job. That man is dedicated to his craft. Anyway, continue okay. now. Well, I'm so happy to have an answer to that because I've also always been like, I know. I was like, why is he getting the shit? I need this backstory. Um, okay. So where are Jess, Jules, and Joe now? I mean, I think that obviously in my heart, Jess and Jules are in love, and Jules is like the coach of some WSL team. That's my hope. I think they I think they just retired. Yeah. I think one of them is like a pundit for the current World Cup, like the men's World Cup. Yeah. One of them. Do you think given given her thoughts on that? Do you think Jess would have gone to be in I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, like Jill oh Scott God, did, stop. who won? <laughs> For people who don't know, um, a member of the Euros Euro winning women's team competed in Britain's I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Where she competed against what's his name? Matt Hancock. Matt Han- Hancock, yeah. Who was the health minister during COVID. Uh, <laughs> disgraced health minister um and she won so maybe Jess would have done that you never know she wouldn't I she would, would love, be I would have loved that yeah that feels like know. more of a Jules moment to do that Jules's mom would have been in there <laughs> right <laughs> okay so ranking this movie out of three stars what do you have BJ mm. It's no, she's the man, but... No, it's not. I also, I feel like I should have seen this more often, but it's still, like, pretty fresh to me right now. Probably, like, a three, six. Three Are you doing this out of five? No, sorry, 2.6. 2.6. Wow, 2.6. Out of three? the decimal. I know, down to the decimal. Yeah. I'm giving this three stars. I'm giving it three stars. This is one of the best movies ever made. This is one of those movies that I'm like, I will force my children to watch this. (laughs) Like, this is one of them. Like, no, you gotta watch. Because it's so good. So funny. I will enjoy watching it also. It's one of those movies. It's so good. Good for everyone. Sam, will you make Sloan watch this movie? Or did she watch it? Uh, she watched parts of it. She's like really into kind of anything with music. Like she's not super into like visual stimulation, but like 
all the parts with the dancing she just like sits on her butt and she like bops and it's yeah so she watched all of those parts this is excellent it's news a, it's a great because, soundtrack that's a perfect yeah. curtis mayfield move on up is the arsenal song so we're coming in hot with <laughs> sloan being an arsenal fan <laughs> we are don't 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 do that too <laughs> we have to pretty much if you have not seen this movie like go watch it it's on disney plus it's on um, hbo max like if you're american you can it's, yeah watch it it's, it's probably on one two three movies <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> it's the kind of movie that like the uk is so good at making these kind of movies these like just fun movies i think the early 2000s was such a good time for like this like middle budget like movie that's just like this is great so actually good. and they don't make it anymore they yeah. don't make these movies anymore. Or they make them, like, super convoluted. Like, this one, like, the storyline's quite simple. It's just Everything's happy. quite simple. So good. Watch it. Love it. If you haven't seen it recently, you need to re-watch it, because it's better than you remembered. 100% better than you Like, when if you watched it when you were 10, it's way better now. So yeah. good. And then go and watch Bride and Prejudice. Oh. If you really want, you can watch Angus Bunks and Perfect Snogging, but oh my god, it's not Th- okay. <laughs> that was I. <laughs> she is so important. She's so her important. Her, like truly, <laughs> her impact. Her impact knows no bounds. The reason I listened to Toothpaste Kisses so much that song. Oh my god! And um, the Stiff Dylans, the second greatest fictional band ever. My final um, IMDb trivia note, I don't know if you guys looked at the IMDb trivia page, but um, apparently this was the first Western movie to be shown in North Korea. Yes, I saw <laughs> yes. it on the Wikipedia page. What? Yeah. So and good. I would and love I'm... to know why. I would love to know what was edited because it's an edited version that was shown in North Korea. For... In North Korea, the girls do end up together. They do. <laughs> Honestly incredible and i'm glad that like so many people probably have like so many north koreans probably have a formative memory about bending like beckham now um yeah. yeah they showed it in um 2010 because of the um like 10th anniversary of north korean relations with the united kingdom which i'm glad that also united kingdom was like bennett like beckham is one of our greatest things we've done absolutely they're absolutely. like sending it out on like the golden like record on the voyager to like have the aliens see it i guess like they're like this is our cultural export that we need so and they're funny. right for once the british are right the british were right for one thing um so yeah um watch anyway. watch the movie watch the movie watch the world cup if you want really don't but it's kind of a fun thing to do with your time um, there was massive chaos today we're in the chaos oh. stage so uh, it was it was yeah. so it was incredible um the mexico, mexico poland situation they got too many yellow cards but then turned out it was scored yeah and then they got knocked out anyway (laughs) and i just had to keep refreshing and you know how google like it does have the live thing but it's not quite live oh my god i really thought they were gonna lose because of world or because of yellow cards but they lost which they allowed a goal so which on our last episode we discussed how fucking chaotic that game was (laughs) the argentina game so absolutely crazy absolutely Absolutely crazy. crazy um yeah so we'll talk to you next week We'll talk to you in the meantime on Instagram, Twitter, and elsewhere. Um, yeah. Also, The Athletic said that we were one of the best hockey Twitter follows. Um, I love that. Think it's that like that a little cop-out because if, if they go to your 
like it's like they didn't want to choose it's like a, such a great call by them they can be like okay and then they can go to this and then find the other account exactly i also enjoy that they fully admitted to it it was like the first line of the paragraph yeah. they're like can't single anyone out so here's the pod account <laughs> We exactly. got like it's a two hundred followers. I know it. it was crazy. It was nuts. I was like, "What's going on?" And then, okay, that's part of <laughs> I was like, when I saw it, I was like, "I feel like we barely tweeted from the pod account, like no, compared to when recently. we first started." And it was just I have not watched a Canucks game in like a month and a half. Yes, <laughs> but we will be back talking about hockey. Actually, though, because we're coming up with new ways to make us not have to talk about the Canucks. Um, which involves us spinning a wheel every week to see which team we land on. And then we'll talk about that team. Yes. Because we just... Legitimately. I'm, I'm legitimately serious that it's just no more Canucks th- things that we want to talk about. Um, who cares? Is the answer. Guys- They're so oh, mediocre actually, that no one cares. I, I One Canucks thing. I did go to a game recently. Mm-hmm. And they played a video where five of them were dressed up as the Outsiders. What? Like fully I'm... cosplaying as the outsiders. And it was like Brock Besser is uh Pony Boy and like Tyler Myers is Soda Pop. And it was like, what? <laughs> anyway, I needed to tell you guys that. It's crazy. That's I can't shocking. find the video on YouTube. I was like in shock. My mom I went to the game with my mom. My mom was like, What what was that? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that is so weird. Anyway, yeah. So if anyone has that clip. Please send it to me on Twitter. I need to see it again. I need to do a so full funny. visual breakdown. The yeah, like why questions. is Tanner Pearson two bit? I don't know if Tanner Pearson's two bit. He was just there. You're like, yeah. okay, I'm here. Um, we'll wrap this up. Thank you so much for Grania for coming on to talk about the greatest movie ever made. Um, and if you want to hear Grania more, um, you can listen to her quasi defunct uh Boleyn girls um podcasts you can back watch, we watch the tutors and i talk about how i don't like jonathan reese myers so really similar to what happened tonight <laughs> yes okay it's very fun um bye i guess bye. thanks so bye. much guys this was a lot of fun also the athletic said that we were one of the best hockey twitter follows um I love we that. It's that like that a little cop out because if they go, to, but if they go to your like, it's like they didn't want to choose. It's like a, such a great call by them. They can be like, okay, and then they can go to this and then find the other account. Exactly. I also enjoy that they fully admitted to it. It was like the first line of the paragraph. Yeah. They're like, can't single anyone out, so here's the pod account. <laughs> we exactly. got like it's like two hundred followers. I know it. it was crazy. It was nuts. I was like, what's going on? And then okay, that's part of <laughs> I was. Like when I saw it, I was like, I feel like we barely tweeted from the pod account. Like yeah, compared to when recently. we first started, and it was just I have not watched a Canucks game in like a month and a half. Yes, <laughs> but we will be back talking about hockey. Actually, though, because we're coming up with new ways to make us not have to talk about the Canucks, um, which involves us spinning a wheel every week to see which team we <laughs> land on, and then we'll talk about that team. Yes, because we just, legitimately. I'm, I'm legitimately <laughs> serious that it's just no more Canucks but things that we want to talk about um who cares is the answer they're so mediocre that no one cares i I, one canucks thing i did go to a game recently Mm -hmm. and they played a video where five of them were dressed up as the outsiders what like fully cosplaying as the outsiders and it was like brock besser is uh 
Pony Boy and like Tyler Myers is Soda Pop. And it was like, what? <laughs> anyway, I needed to tell you guys that. It's crazy. That's I can't shocking. find the video on YouTube. I was like in shock. My mom, I went to the game with my mom. My mom was like, what, what was that? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that is so weird. Anyway, yeah. So if anyone has that clip, please send it to me on Twitter. I need to see it again. I need <laughs> to do a so full funny. visual breakdown. The yeah, like why questions. is Tanner Pearson 2-bit? I don't know if Tanner Pearson's 2-bit. Uh-huh. He was just there. For like, okay. I'm here. Um, we'll wrap this up. Thank you so much for Grania for coming on to talk about the greatest movie ever made. Um, and if you want to hear Grania more, um, you can listen to her quasi-defunct uh <laughs> Boleyn Girls um podcast. You can back watch, watch it. the tutors and I talk about how I don't like Jonathan Reese Myers. So really similar to what happened tonight. <laughs> Yes. Okay. It's very fun. Um, bye, I guess. Bye. Thanks so much, guys. This was a lot of fun.